Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. Dustin. And I'm your co-host Dean of the Dead. And joining us today is the man behind the biggest horror appeal and other spooky filled items, Ben Scrivens, the founder and owner of Fright Rags. Let's sew ourselves into this company. <laughs> ben, how are you doing? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean it's it's my pleasure. We uh I had uh Chris on last year. And um, I wanted to take a little bit of a deeper dive with the man himself because Chris was even saying, you need to get Ben on. You need to get Ben on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> That's okay. That's crazy. Tell me he's on here. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's definitely do it. And then um, Alex, um, Alex uh, DiVincenzo, who does a lot of like, you know, all your PR stuff and whatnot. He works with so many other companies. He was like, hey, well, um, I can try to, you know, get this set up for you. I'm like, yeah, I would love to get Ben on. So uh, here we are. <laughs> cool. Yeah. We're doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dean, I'll let you uh, open up the questions uh, for today, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So huge fan of Fright Rags. Love, thanks, man. Horror. Love all the all the designs you guys come out with. We got some. We got some really cool ones over here in the UK too. Um, but yeah, there's Fright Rags. Some awesome, awesome, awesome Perfect. stuff. And um, so you began Fright Rags in 2003. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, 20 years ago this year. Yep. 20 years old, wow, man. Uh, And since the company has grown to be one of like the premier horror apparel. Now, I say apparel, Dustin, you say, is it appeal? Appeal, yeah. Apparel. Yeah, however you you want to say it. uh, Yeah, so it's grown to be one of the premier horror apparel companies in the world. So tell us what inspired the formation of the company way back when. Um, I mean, I've been a horror fan pretty much all my life. I mean, I... Basically, you know, I, I saw Halloween when I was four years old in 1981. That was the network television premiere here in the States on NBC. It was October 30th, 1981. And again, I w- it wasn't like a like my parents were into it or my brothers, or my sister. I mean, we were we were at a friend's party and uh, my brothers and sister were off doing something. My parents were just, you know, yakking or whatever, just hanging out with the other parents. And I was alone and they were like, just go watch TV and and <laughs> turned on TV. Halloween came on and I, you know, oh, up yeah. until that point, I was used to cartoons and, and and other stuff. So I had never seen anything like it. So it really, uh, it just grabbed me and it wasn't really scary at the time. Um, I mean, I would go on to become sort of scared of it, you know, in, in a good way, but it was just like, what is going on here? And really since then, I just remember wanting to watch horror movies. And of course that was sort of a, the, just the beginning of like the the rental market so going to you know going to video shops to get you know movies and things and we had bought a vcr uh where i live is rochester new york and we were actually one of the test markets for vhs versus beta and oh, wow. my dad was buying a beta machine and so we would we had beta for several years so that's what i watched everything on but anyway you know being a horror fan and i've also always been into like design like not even when I could articulate what I was into, I was always into logos and brand and design. And um, I was always into like skate and bike culture. Like I was more of a BMX kid, but I was into that culture when oh, okay. I was younger, like 
friends and stuff. So like, you know, Airwalk and Burton Snowboard mm. skier. But I loved like just I loved the culture of it and I was into it mm-hmm. a bit too. So I would get like the weird like I was kind of known in my high school even for wearing like weird t-shirts. Like I remember walking to a store and seeing this white t-shirt and it all it had was a Gilligan face on it and black and white. And I was like, that's <laughs> it didn't have any titles or anything on it so i bought that i bought one with florence henderson's face on it and said mom you know and so i'd always liked kind of quirky t-shirts um and i had done some screen printing in high school in my art classes and stuff so i was always into art and creating and stuff and then i went to school for graphic design so then fast forward to like 2002 2003 where uh, you know i'm on i'm online i'm on not only forums because this is pre-instagram and facebook and stuff and meeting a lot of people that just make some really cool stuff and this one uh person who i befriended and you probably have heard of him um or if you haven't heard of him you've heard of the company he went to co-found but uh justin mabry who uh is an incredibly talented mask maker and special effects guy he went on to form trick-or-treat studios yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah um, yeah yeah he and i became really good friends um and, and we would talk for hours and hours on the phone and um anyway I, I knew i couldn't make masks like i lived in an apartment like what am i doing i can't and i'm not going to compete with his stuff he was just amazing even if i could do it which i don't think i could do it <laughs> you know like <laughs> i i would i would take years to even get to half of what he could do so, but I, I had these ideas for t-shirts that I thought would be cool. And one of them, like the only company at the time that I was familiar with doing anything remotely like this on a like more, I guess what you call like an independent level uh, was Rotten Cotton. And I liked what he was doing, but I thought I could do something different. And okay. I came up with this concept of what would Jason do which based off the what would Jesus do thing, WW, and then the hockey mask D. And I thought that's, that speaks to me and my sense of humor. It speaks to a horror fan. You don't need to know what Friday. I mean, you know, everyone knows a hockey mask. So they yeah. all automatically know Jason and then they can read it without, you know, without spelling mm. it out. And I thought that was really interesting. I had, did, could not find anybody that had done that before. So anyway, that sparked that kind of idea. And Justin was like, you should post those on my forum and see if people are interested. And I didn't want to like spam his forum. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, we were exactly. yeah. I didn't want to be like, hey, look at my stuff. He's <laughs> like, I'll, I'll make a post for it. So basically he was endorsing it. And people just were like, it was really the first time, I mean, kind of in my life that I had created something, put it out there. And people were commenting on it, like in a public forum, not in like a design yeah. class or something, you know. And that really was what pushed me over into saying, uh, maybe I should order these on T-shirts and try to sell them. And maybe I should try to figure out how to create a website. And maybe I need to come up with a name. And maybe I should do this. And I did that all in like this weekend. Oh, wow. To screw it. You know, I said, I came up with these concepts. I'm like, Bright Rags kind of sounds cool. I'm going to like make like this basic logo, not the one we have now. It's, it was just some font that I found and I kind of messed with it hand coded the html for the site plugged the paypal button and i spent 600 bucks on a credit card i had no idea how i was going to pay back my fiance was like what the hell are you doing we're trying to get married here i'm like i don't know i think i'm just going to start this thing and you know that's how it all began really that's the impetus that was september of 2003 so grassroots it's literally such a punk (laughs) diy oh i had (laughs) no idea what the hell i was doing i had zero clue (laughs) Just, just throwing it out the wall and hoping that it sticks yeah. and it and it's yeah now sometimes i don't know what the you hell definitely doing, do now. Like, <laughs> yeah for like literally i mean i i remember going to see an accountant it was probably like a month or two into it my sister said you should maybe talk to my accountant just to like get you know some tips and stuff yeah and he was telling me i mean everything he said at the time was like greek to me and then he's like well when you start making a profit i'm like what does that even mean like, you mean if i make money <laughs> off of this like you mean making more money than I spent? That could happen. Like, you know, you're just like, yeah. I mean, I knew yeah. the idea and the concept behind profit, obviously, but in my head, it was never about, well, this is going to make me money. It was all about, can I repay what I just spent on these shirts and keep doing it? Yeah. And that's yeah. what I did. The first five years, I didn't pay myself really, other than like, you know, I'd splurge on going to uh, pick up some craft beer or something, you know, on a oh, weekend yeah. and you know, do whatever. But like, it wasn't like I was paying myself any paycheck. It was all done just by myself and figuring out and 
that was five years of doing that until I was like, can I make this my job, you know, and then figuring that out. You know what? Yeah. That sounds a lot like you, Dean, with, uh, <laughs> with everything that you're doing right now. It's no. very similar, yeah. So I'm a, I do horror themed hot sauce and, and craft beer, funnily enough. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and I think I'm probably in like my third year. I mean, if we kind of skip year. the pandemic, because I really just cut my teeth doing events. Um, and it's, yeah, same sort of thing, you know, putting a product out there. Yeah, you're sort of taking it from the kitchen as just kind of, you know, just as a hobby and then actually putting it out there for people to buy, <laughs> getting all my certificates and just yeah. like hoping it, it didn't kill anyone. <laughs> well, actually, for, <laughs> yeah. for, for a company called Dean of the Dead, that would have been quite good. Promo, good publicity, but... <laughs> man. Any publicity is good publicity, I say. Right. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're yeah, getting food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, no, it's very, it's quite similar, I guess. I'm kind of, I'm, I reckon I'm about four years in, and it's, I'm still working a day job as well. So I reckon I've probably got about another year to go before I can actually think about doing it full time. We do tons of events, comic cons, horror cons, tattoo festivals, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's beer that you're making. Uh, so we do we do horror themed. Um, we started off with hot sauce. So we do oh, hot sauce. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. I, I'm doing collaborations with um, the George Romero Foundation now and um, Power Man 5000 for Spider One. We're doing like three different sources for him and something in the works for Terrifier. And so it's gone from oh. just making, you know, just kind of just toying around in the kitchen to doing like all these big collabs. And, and then we, awesome. we, we're doing these craft beers called Ales from the Crypt. Um, and Brilliant. yeah. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's it's, it's cool. And actually, there's there's a couple of artists that I use. I think have done some work for you guys. I think uh, a guy called Sam Hain. Yeah, yeah, he's done a couple of things for us. Yeah, well, Sam, and then Jason Miller. I think he did something for you guys. There, he does all of my yeah. like comic book, comic book artwork. He's kind of yeah, specialized well, in comics. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, does he does a ton of stuff for me. Uh, like design all these characters and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's similar kind of to where you started out, I guess. But just with hot sauce and beer yeah. <laughs> oh man but that's great hot sauce and beer are amazing so i mean that's great yeah. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, moving in, we're gonna be doing coffee as well so we kind of just turn it into a brand <laughs> so we're moving into coffee just doing yeah. everything yeah 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 but yeah ice it's cream good. next it's, it's good fun <laughs> oh man that's that's really really cool i love hearing stories about people starting from the bottom like literally starting from the bottom having no idea what they're doing that's why, like, Dean, I, I look up to you so much, and, and Ben, I look up to you with your company, because I think Freight Rags is the biggest, you know, horror anything out there right now, because whenever you, you talk about horror with anybody, Freight Rags always comes up, and I love Freight Rags, I love the quality that you guys have, I'm wearing Freight Rags right now, I have Freight Rags right here, I got, I got cards, like, I got, I got, I got cups, like, awesome. the amount of stuff that you your company like puts out aside from just shirts and even like the customer service that you guys have is amazing. And I think what you're doing is, and I hope it never goes away. I know there's so many other companies out of there, but I wanted to ask you with the competition that's out there right now, like with like cavity colors, hell on shirts, like over in the UK, do you ever feel like really pressured to have to put out a certain design? Um, I wouldn't say pressure to put out a certain design. It where it gets a little hard is when almost everybody nowadays has the same licenses, right? Okay. Like that's where it gets it gets a little weird because like there are a t like you know when we first started there was really nobody else doing it other than Rotten Cotton, obviously, like I mentioned. But in the, in during the first five to maybe. You know, at first five, almost 10 years, there were a, a couple other companies that kind of came up and then they went away and they came up and went away. And we were just trying to, you know, I was just trying to keep going with it. You know what yeah. I mean? And then once we started really getting into officially licensed um, apparel and other items, it really separated us from these other people that were coming up at the time. But then other companies came in and started getting those licenses because really in the early days, getting licensing for a company like us really wasn't a thing. I mean, yes, you had companies like NECA and Mezco and all the toy, you know, these yeah. other companies for sure that was a thing. But for T-shirts and other things, it unless it was like 
Old Navy did like a, a Halloween, you know, lineup where they had a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Well, you know, something like that once in a while. But you didn't see you really didn't see a company like ours in this space doing that. And and we were I mean, I, I, I would say we were probably the first one of the first to just really get into that that heavily. And and it's a lot of just timing and everything, you know, Um but anyway, you get we get into that, and then all these other companies now have the same licenses. Plus, you have all these other companies that are doing it unlicensed. I mean, for every company that's out there doing it officially, you have thirty others that are doing it, you know, unlicensed, trying oh, to get. The see a lot of yeah, and and look, it, it, that's how I started, right? And I've talked to, um, oh, I, I'm I'm blanking on the guys who own Hell on Shirts. It's the they're a um, it's a husband and wife team. Oh, Robbie and Jess. Yes. Robbie. They're really great. good friends of mine. Yeah, and I yeah, really I, I, they're great, and I've talked to them. And and quite frankly, <laughs> almost anybody who is one of our competitors, I know or have known in the past, and have talked to on a number of occasions, or they've come to me. I mean, I have gotten a lot of calls and DMs and stuff for advice early days. A lot oh, of these wow. companies and stuff. Um, some of them I still remain pretty much friends with today. Some of them kind of don't, just because kind of went our separate ways, and they don't. Just don't talk to me or I don't talk to them. It's just not a thing. So yeah. it's hard in that space, I will say, because like we get House by the Cemetery, right? And then all of a sudden, three other companies just put out House by the Cemetery shirts and you're like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like you want to be kind of, you, you want to be first to market if you can. You want to get out there, especially if it's a title that's been underserved. And the thing that I sometimes struggle with and worry about is, it gets saturated so quick. Like yeah. one day there's no house by the cemetery shirts. And the next day you've got 800 to choose from. And in some ways <laughs> as a consumer, it's great because you have all this, this um, selection, but I also understand some people and I've, I've seen this in comments where it's like, God, all you guys have the same stuff. Like it. Okay. All right. All right. Already. Like we get it. House yeah. by the cemetery. You got shirts, you know, and it's, yeah. and I'm just picking on that because I'm wearing the shirt, but it, it, you yeah. can insert almost any title there. And I don't like, I think there's room for everybody. It's not that I'm saying we should be the only ones. That's not what I'm saying because exactly, everyone's yeah. got their own style and everything. It's, it would be nicer if we could all just sit there and say, okay, let's come out with a schedule for everybody, you know, but that oh, would be yeah, hard. a big meeting. I mean, it, yeah. I, you know, you can't do that. That would yeah. be near impossible. So it, it's, it's tricky sometimes because you're doing it, not knowing if they're going to be putting out the same thing at the same time, but I looked at it. I'm like, we used to try to like move stuff around and do stuff. Now it's just like, you know what? We have to set our own schedule because we work on things so far in advance. And quite frankly, like, look, we just got to do it. And at the end of the day, it's like the market decides. If you decide that you like somebody else's, you know, Halloween three shirt over ours, then you know what? I'm glad you found something that you liked and because you didn't like ours. Like, you know, I would, I don't like, people copying other people and copying ideas where you're kind of like, look, like, Hey, that yeah, was sure. kind of an idea that we did or something like that. That gets, that can get a little annoying. But other than that, it's like, look, if you like something from somewhere, like I've told people in the past, cause some people are like, Hey, I don't like your shirts. Cause I don't like the vintage style. Or I don't like this, but I like this company instead. I'm like, then you should go buy from that company. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad that there's look, it's a great time to be a horror fan. Like, and I'm not, I'm just speaking for myself as a fan. Like when I look out there on Instagram or I look at all the companies that I was following, I'm like, damn, like yeah, the rays and DVDs you can get now, you know, the figures, the shirts, the, I mean, you name it. There's probably five companies, the vinyl, you know, Waxwork Records. Oh yeah. Waxworks like, kills it. It's like, it's a great time. So we have to control what we can control, which was us. And we're our biggest competition right now is us. Like I look at everything we do and go, all right, what can we do better? How do we do this better? Did that work? If it didn't, why maybe like, you know, cause not everything works and you, you keep trying new things and, and doing stuff. So to me, that's what keeps me going. You, you always have to keep an eye on what everybody else is doing, but I'm not yeah. going to let that drive what I'm doing. I'm going to, I'm going to be the, in the driver's seat, you know? Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're talking about um, there being companies that are kind of doing similar kind of things with similar licenses. There's also some really cool ones out there that I've found uh, that do some 
that literally just go completely left field. Like there's a company called Unusual Horror. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. <laughs> um, and they just pick like films that I've, you'd never see T-shirts for, like um, House of Flesh Mannequins and stuff that's really <laughs> kind of like bizarre wow. shit. You know, uh, the, the death ga- Deathgasm. I know that was fairly popular. Oh, I love Deathgasm. Deathgasm. We did you some know, shirts like, with them. That was great, yeah. Yeah, so they do stuff like that. They always get, so it's kind of cool because you got the companies like yourselves and Hell on Shirts and uh, Cavity Colors that kind of do the movies that we all know and love, and then you get these kind of real kind of left field underground companies that just do these batshit crazy uh, t-shirts like that as well. So yeah, it's it's good to have that variety, you know. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what's funny is you know people ask us, are you going to do this movie? You going to do this movie? And a lot of times, you know, it does come down to rights issues, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We sent out a survey recently to a, a group of customers, like. We, you know, a group of actually like some of our best customers. So it was like a, it was like a, we we segmented out this one group of customers we want to ask you questions to, right? And one of the questions, and I left it optional because I didn't want people to have to write anything, was what one movie or franchise do you want us to do, right? Just curious, you know? And when I started going through the responses, the like, I didn't like, but I would say a, a very popular, if not the most popular one of the group was Halloween. And I was like, that's what we do all, <laughs> do all the, the time. time. You do it all the time. All we probably them. released eighty-five Halloween T-shirts in the last ten years. And look, Not I will enough do Halloween, more Halloween. But I'm like, but you want us to do more? Like, it's almost like this weird juxtaposition of people. Like, all right, we get it. Everyone's got the Halloween license. Like, move on to something else already. And now people want Halloween. I'm like, I don't. I just don't get it. I'm like, whatever. Hey, but if it look, sells. again, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, we do Halloween. It does sell really well. We, but it's also sometimes like you want to get creative and you start thinking about. I mean, look, there's a lot that goes into it, right? You get the rights for a certain amount of time, and you spend a certain amount of money to get these rights. You have to make a certain amount of money to make that worth it. Exactly. It's just. That's business, pers- you know, first of all. And, yeah. and quite frankly, some titles price themselves out of the market. You know, we talked to some studios and I'm like, yeah, it's going to cost this much for it. I'm like, no, there's no yeah. way that movie is worth this much money. And if we yeah. did it, we would be essentially losing money or making almost nothing on this. And unfortunately, you have to make decisions sometimes because, you know, you you just have to do that. Like sometimes I'll do it because it's a personal thing for me where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm overpaying for this, but I want to see this out there. But you know, you do that a few too many times and, or sometimes you don't, you, you, you take a risk. You're like, I think this might be popular enough to spend this kind of money to do. And you take that risk and sometimes it pays off and some, sometimes it just doesn't. And we're willing to, and, and able to take those risks, thank God, because we have these other properties like Halloween that can prop that up. Yeah, so yeah. you got you can take risks. And I like doing that to a degree. But it's like it's like gambling. Right. I mean, you can gamble a certain amount of money, but you got to keep some aside to, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good analogy, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Going on, you know, things you're saying that you're always trying to improve on, I think. One of the collections that I always love to see kind of come back and you improve on for all the iterations that are coming out is the Joe Bob stuff. I love everything that you do. So, and um, I know I, I listened to you on a uh, another podcast that I'm uh, very close with is, um, uh, oh my God, the House That Screams podcast. And you had like yep. a really, yep. really cool story that you were telling about Joe Bob. And I wanted, I wanted to hear it know talking to you and to let our audience know about it and and how all this kind of you know came together so why don't you uh talk about joe bob for a little bit absolutely so obviously i mean like a lot of people i grew up watching joe bob i was in my early 20s when i i found out about him now i didn't have cable in the 80s so i didn't know him and showtime and stuff i came about him with monster vision throughout through monster vision in the late 90s uh with tnt and it was either Friday or Saturday night. I know they switched it up at one point. And I remember, you know, living at home and I think I was still in college or something, but I would always tune in to watch Joe Bob. So it was just a great show. And it felt like, as I was by myself, it felt like I was watching with a friend and it was just, there was something about it that you felt like you're watching this with somebody. And obviously he knew what he was talking about. And he wasn't just like a, like a, a dumb guy that was just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he had that, like, that, that you know he had that kind of affect to him but at the same time he was so knowledgeable so anyway oh, yeah. it was just you know a good personality obviously the show goes off the air years and years go by 
And I had, you know, I had this doc on my computer that I just put ideas on, you know, for, hey, we should do a shirt for this or whatever. And Monster Vision was on my list for so many years. And I looked up the trademark and the trademark had expired. I thought, I think I could do this without any like legal issues. Okay. Um, And but it sat there and it just kept, you know, we kept doing other things. So all of a sudden, uh, this is going back to 2016, I think it was. Um, a good, our artist, a good friend of mine, Justin Osborne, who does a ton of our, our work, he contacted me. He's like, Hey, would you want to do a Joe Bob t-shirt, a monster vision shirt? I'm like, Oh my God, that's literally on my list of things to do. You're into Joe Bob. He goes, I used to love monster vision. And I'm like, well, yeah, dude, let's do it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, let me see if I can reach out to him. Like I've never met Joe Bob or anything. I don't even know if he's still around. Like, what does he do? And I found his email and I wrote him and he was like, yeah, that would be great. Let's work together. And then at the time we started doing this monthly screening series at a local theater called Serenet Rewind, where we would every month we would show like a, you know, horror movie or some cult classic or, you know, 80s action or something. And then in October we would do every week we'd show a movie. And I thought, oh, would you want to come up and do one of your intros for a movie? You know, oh, we wow. could hold, we could do like a Monster Vision thing. And so we put this all together. We had him come up. We had the Monster Vision shirt. We did posters where he would sign a bunch and we'd sell them uh, signed. He was there. We showed the Warriors. He had this great intro for the Warriors. My brother and I and Chris, who you had on, helped build a Monster Vision set out of like aluminum. And we built that a, a, sick. a fake wicked. Wow. Uh, a fake trailer with his uh, chair and we had a TV oh, and we had wow. that all set up for to do the Q and a at, after this show. And so that was the first time I met him and this was the best. So he comes up he took a train and picked him up. It was probably, I don't know, seven, seven o'clock or something. And I said, Hey, all right, you know, take it back to the hotel. And he's like, Hey, you want to get something to eat? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll make whatever you want to do. Like I'm here for you. And, and we were eating and we were talking about, I don't know. We mentioned about something about cigars. I, I, I love cigars. <laughs> and stuff and he's like did you say there was a place around here you could have cigars i'm like yeah it's across the street he goes you want to go have one i'm like uh yeah so we went across the street and he and i drank whiskey and hung out until like two in the morning right that's so awesome and then i took him back to his hotel he comes over to our office on saturday to sign the posters and so this is another sidebar story this is it's it's all and this is so funny when i think about it because it feels like a movie or a script or something but like I took a picture of him signing the posters and I posted it on like Instagram and Twitter or something like that. And I said, Oh, Joe Bob's here signing the posters. And I get this DM from this, this woman. She's like, Oh my God, I'm like going to meet him next week at this book signing. I am super nervous. Like, how is he? Is he cool? I'm like, no, Joe Bob's awesome. And that was Darcy, the male girl. Wow. (laughs) So she was a, she was a customer of ours and okay. uh, Oh, yeah. She was already a customer of ours. She had a ton of our stuff, but she messaged us. She's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, he's great. And so that was funny. Right. And so that night we had dinner. We did the end. He did the intro. We're about to start the movie. And he's like, because I was in the lobby while he was doing his intro. And he comes back to the lobby and I'm like, oh, where do you want to go? Do you want to watch the movie? What do you want to do? He goes, let's go back to that place and have another cigar. I'm like, sure, because it was right down the street. (laughs) We go down there. We didn't watch the movie. We had whiskey and cigars. Came back, did this Q&A, wrap it up. He's doing his, uh, you know, meet and greet. It's like midnight, no joke. He's like, let's go back to that place. We went back there and had more cigars and whiskey until three in the morning. My God. Yeah, the guy can party. And so. It's so rock and roll, man. Yeah, then the next day we had breakfast and I dropped him off the train station. So, you know, we had had this rapport and we started doing shirts for Joe Bob around that time. And that was really just Monster Vision. We did a last uh, call with Joe Bob, and and there might have been one other at the time. Fast forward about a year and a half or something, I get a DM from Darcy, and she's like, "Guess who's the new male girl?" And uh, like she she sent me a picture of the set. I was like, "Oh my wow. god, like, how awesome is that?" And then we said, "Hey, because you know, as you know, the last drive-in was supposed to be a twenty-four hour event. That was yep. it." So. I forgot how it started, but we're like, we, you know, could we do a shirt for it? We'll do all the movies in the back, like a tour shirt. And I mean, literally, as you know, I mean, the, the last drive in broke the internet, you know, yep. and multiple uh, times. We, yeah, we were actually <laughs> staring at Rewind and we were going to tune in like on our phones when the movie was the other movie we were showing was starting and we couldn't get on. I had to come home and like log in and whatever. 
And uh, anyway, so that went so well. And of course they announced, you know, the next seasons. And I had already known one of the producers because I worked with him on something else when he worked at Troma. So like, oh, wow. it, it was just like, it all just kind of came together. And, you know, so since then, you know, and now it's been, you know, five years this year that we've been doing it. Well, with Last Drive. And I mean, it's been more than that with working with Joba. But, um, and he is really amazing to work with. I mean, Darcy's great. We had them here in town in, in October for a screening. We showed awesome. Chopping Monk. It was great to see them again. I hadn't seen Joe Bob and, since then. And I would actually never met Darcy in person, but we've talked to each other and stuff. It's just really great. And the stuff that we've been able to create and the stuff that the fans eat up, like, it is... It isn't, it does not get old. Like, it, it, look, it's always great when you have people post about your stuff and post, um, you know, the shirts they buy and stuff. But like on a Friday night when Joe Bob's on, because I remember growing up with Joe Bob, it's like mm. to see him experience this renaissance of popularity yeah. at this stage of his life and to have people like we didn't commune together like we do now like back in late 90s like there was no way to do that you know even though the internet existed it wasn't there was no like group sort of thing at the time right and to be on friday night sitting here tuning in a joe bob and going on twitter and seeing all the people getting ready to watch joe bob but they're like in their joe bob lounge pants and they got their cup and they got their yeah. you know lone star koozie or their hats or their plush like it's it transcends anything about like selling merch. It is such like, I feel incredibly grateful to like be a part of that in any small way to like help with that, like and not help to get that done, but just help be a part of any of that, that people can show that love. And I love it. Like it never gets old to me. I'm never able to always tune into the whole thing. I mean, I'm on the East coast. It's hard, like staying yeah, up like in the morning, get a little, you know, tired, but that, that vibe and that energy that you get when Joe Bob is about to come on. I mean, he's like a rock star and oh, like, for sure. like 100%. It is just, and I'll tell you, he's great in person. And I will say this, uh, I was tall? talking to Dar Darcy. What's that? Is he tall? He looks like he'd be really he's tall. tall. He's actually a lot taller than you would think. I'm six, three. And he, I think he's taller than me. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, he, he this is one thing about him people because when he does his meet and greets you know people come up and they have stories and they want to talk to him and i of course witnessed this in october as much as i did even before but this was i mean it was even more popular you know this past time we had him here and i see people giving him stuff like the movie they made or a book or anything and darcy usually catalogs all that and she told me she goes he has to write a letter, handwritten letter to each person that gives him something. And she's like, I've been trying to get him to, she goes, it's not that, I mean, obviously that's an incredible thing, but like it takes him so long because he does all these events and all this stuff. Like it takes him forever to do this stuff. She's like, you don't have to do that every time or whatever. Like people saying thanks to somebody and you shaking their hand or giving them a hug is what they were looking for. He's like, yeah. no, I have to do it. Like he's, He's like that old school, but it's in such a great way. And I love that. I don't know. I love that. It's uh, it's just cool. And I, I, I'm so. Aside from us having anything to do with the merch or anything, that all aside, I am so happy to see him out there and doing it for Darcy and for him. And I've, it, it's just incredible. So, um, to even be a small part of that is like incredibly humbling. But I just love seeing the fact that he's got this resurgence. Yeah, me too. I, I discovered him because um, he's he's not as big as over here in the UK as mm -hmm. he is over here in the US. But horror fans over here that do know who he is are like uh, in love with him. Like I was since discovering him. I discovered him through Shudder, and um, it was I can't remember. There was a few different shows. See that I think there's something with the licenses as well. So a lot of the yeah. time we just get we just get the the talk and you know like normally there's like a talk and then they'll have a guest who play a bit of the movie yeah. and then they'll have like a break and then chat to the guest and then play the second half of the movie so we they started doing that over here and then they stopped and so you uh, must be something to do with the licenses so you could only get the, the chat the joke bob chat which yeah. is great because you know i said when i but, but for, when i first got into him there was a couple of seasons where they showed a movie as well and that's where i really got into him and after about two when i first started watching him i was 
who is this guy? I've never, how come I've never <laughs> seen this guy before? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how come I've never discovered this guy? And then I just stopped binge watched them all. And I was such a fan by the end of it. I was like, I'd love to meet you. Know, he's like the top of my to meet list <laughs> now. You know, I've had a couple of friends say that, like they were never into Joe Bob. They never knew about him growing up or they just. Yeah, he was, yeah. And then they started watching him and then like fell in love and like become super fans. And is how cool is that? Like, it's just. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's almost like it's it's a weird it, it's it's interesting. I mean, obviously, like we've we've gotten some new sort of characters, if you will, like Terrifier, right? Art the Clown yeah. has been sort of like this new icon, mm. right? But I think Joe Bob, you know, is like had this resurgence to the point where he's bigger than he has ever been in his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. it's I love it to see that happen these days. And I don't know. It's it's just great. Like, I, I'm just. I know it's, it might be a weird thing to say because I don't know if this is coming off right, but like I'm proud of him, like for that. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right yeah, thing. To right. Say. No, yeah, no, like, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there. With kinda, you. It's also like you're saying, you know, he's like he he, he kind of just he sits there and just rattles off, and it's almost like stand up in a way. Some yeah. of it when he's kind of sitting there chatting and he's he's funny and he talks about the movie and he kind of deep dives into something and then he becomes something else and it's just like oh, I, I could sit there. But the thing about him is. But it's all that is all rehearsed and written down. All of that banter. Wow, yeah. it is right. Okay. He is the okay. thing about him is. I mean, look. Yes, you can absolutely sit and just talk with him about stuff, and he is a wealth of knowledge and experience sure. and stories. So that alone, like the amount of drinks I've had with him and cigars, like I've heard a lot of yeah, stories. Yeah. But sure. what I mean is, when you see him just sitting there and kind of ranting and talking, and it feels so natural, he literally. Every movie he has to watch dozens of times and does every single commentary and reads every little thing and formulates this entire script for that movie. And everything is pretty much dialed in. Like, he's no joke. Like, and, and, you know, that's an exhausting process. Like, he does not leave any stone left unturned. And, again, it's a testament to his ability because, like you said, like, He's just kind of sitting there talking, and you almost feel like I he's got was a lot of ad lib. I thought it was ad lib, yeah. No, no, it's not ad libbed at all. Like it's incredible. Like, but he makes it feel that way, you know. I mean, yeah. maybe he. I mean, I'm maybe add some flourishes or something. I don't know, but like okay. certainly, I would say ninety eight percent of it is to a T, you know, yeah. which is incredible. And being a podcast yeah, yeah. too, you know, Dean with us doing like, you know, having to do research on some things, it's like it's mm-hmm. it's very exhausting. You know, even for one film, and when he's doing two night two films a night, doing yeah. all this stuff and and acting and having all these skits, it's it's phenomenal. And seeing yeah. the the merch that you guys put out for him because they're all great designs and everything's so comfortable. And that's I sleep in fright rags all the time. Like I use it <laughs> like for my PJs and stuff. It's so comfortable and, and the sweatshirts are good too um because they're light and they're breathable very very breathable and i like that a lot and the designs is i i, lo- I love the artists that you you commission and have on board and everybody who works there too like i was saying with like the customer service uh, you can go right on the site start talking to somebody immediately and they'll point you in the direction of what you want what do you like here you go and you guys are always having sales which is awesome not a lot of sites do that when they have sales. It's like, okay, well, here's we only have five shirts left, so here's a sale for them. But no, you guys have like a big selection. So like, if there's something that you were looking for and maybe you didn't, you know, you couldn't afford it at the time, you're like, oh, now it's on sale. I'm gonna go and grab it. Like the new cups that you guys have been putting out. Like I, I'm obsessed. All right, I have so many cups, and my girlfriend gets so mad at me because of how many cups I have. And I bought this oh, one, and she was like, no. <laughs> we've got a lot more coming so we i'm excited i'm very i think excited. we've got six new ones coming out in the next couple months I Whoa, think it's six okay months. all right yeah 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 it, it's uh He's i was just looking it, yeah <laughs> so, but then again that's just something where it's like you think about like what would i want to have as a fan what do i want to have i'm like i remember those cups like you know like the batman returns cup or something oh from, yeah from, you know those types of things that tap into that sort of like feeling. And I'm like, but what if we did it for army of darkness or Robocop or like I drink out of them all the time. And I'm just like, they're so it, big it, too. I love it. Cause yeah. it's, it's perfect for a movie. It's like you're at a movie theater and that's why I really like it. They are movie theater cups essentially. You no, know? yeah. I love it. I love it so much. 
Hey man, you know what you really need? A fright rags hot sauce. Just saying. I'm down. I love oh. hot sauce, though. So I'm down. <laughs> oh yeah, man. We can oh, we'll yeah. chat, we'll chat. No, I do because I've got I work with a company in the US as well. So okay. um they can sort it all out in Lama. But yeah, we'll, we'll chat. Yeah, that'd, right. be, that'd be Oh, that'd be I'm good. down. I look, you know what the thing about like the stuff that we do, it's always like there's always a little bit of that. Well, what what do I like? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like we actually did um it wasn't we didn't sell it because obviously we don't have the the license, but um we did uh we worked with a company uh a store right down the street from me who i i'm friends with the owner and and he gets me a lot of really good whiskeys and stuff and Mm. he was able to do a store pick so if you're familiar with like the whiskey world you can do a store pick of a barrel that will only be sold at one store yeah and we actually collaborated you know the the company that we worked with was penelope and they sent us a bunch of samples from different barrels that they had access to. And we sampled them and we decided which ones we liked and which one we liked. So they bottled that up for us. And then we were able to label it. And we used um, our Barlow design from years ago, like the Salem's Lot Barlow. And we yeah. had our logo on it. And like, I, I just promoted it real, you know, quickly on Instagram. But because like nobody can really get it unless you're local. Like they yeah. not ship it. I mean, he said he would ship it to some people, but I don't even know if he could. And they actually sold out like wow within a week. Like mm. it was pretty wild. And it's funny. I <laughs> this is so weird. I was in there one day, right when he was releasing it, and we, you know he had a, it's it's a great thing. We had wax on the whole thing, whatever. And someone came in. And they're like, "Oh, you're from Fright Rags, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we've been waiting for this. We want to get that." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so crazy." So uh, it was just it was cool. Like, but again. It's like things that I like. I love hot sauce. We actually did a coffee uh, a few years ago. I might want to do more of that. Like, it's just like, hmm, what can I apply horror to that I like? Other than like, (laughs) we do guitar picks. I play guitar. So I'm like, we should do guitar picks for Bell and Ted's and Trick or Treat and stuff like that. The cards are amazing too. Um, Really, really cool. Like, you don't see a lot of other companies like doing like old style trading cards. Like, you're pulling out all these things and i'm a huge sock person i love buying socks so your mm-hmm. sock collection is amazing too um it's it's just it's great um dean i know you have some questions so i'll let you uh spit spit some out yeah 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 so one thing i was going to ask you um what's the one film or franchise that you've been dying to add to the roster that you just haven't been able to perhaps seal the deal on yet or just haven't been able to get the deal over the line but that one franchise that you really would love to see in the range there i mean it, it's it's kind of a tie and and the reason why it's a tie is they're both from the same company but i mean the obvious ones are friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street okay. and you know we have look, we have done those styles in the past where we put them out on a limited basis and a lot of people do that too and look it's because i'll tell you right now like nobody can get the rights like Yes, there has been companies like NECA and, and Mesco putting out toys and, and you know, other some, you know, and, and, and Trick or Treat Studios doing the gloves. Those are obviously all official and stuff. Yeah. But there have been, uh, I'm, you know, look, there's just a lot of issues trying to work with Warner Brothers. They're just not. Oh, <laughs> oh I had some dealings with them. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so yeah. They're just not like and, and it's not without try. Oh, you got to cease and assist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're quick to do that, but they won't like and it's hard because I've met with them a lot like in person and over the phone and email and you know it's it, look we we've worked with pretty like legitimately every other major studio. It's not like it's not like we just started this company and we haven't gotten any licensing and we want to jump into Warner Brothers like no, we we you know, we have a track record, we have a following, we have I would like to think like enough reason, you know, it's just, and look, it's not, I don't take it personally. They're just at a point in their business where they're like, look, we've already got a couple companies doing shirts, like companies that do like the broader mass market stuff. Okay. So like yeah. BioWorld or something like that, where they do it for, you know, Walmart and Target and all this stuff. They just see that as, well, okay, well, they already do that. We don't need another t-shirt licensee, even though I'm trying to like, describe to them why we are different and that we can coexist with that company because we're not competing in their space they yeah. they're just not interested enough because also friday the 13th of them isn't like crazy huge i'm sure it makes money for the licensees that oh, do yeah. have it good but they're they care about you know harry potter or, or you know something like that 
it, it, it's if you take Warner Brothers as a company yeah. and all their movies that make all the money, right? 13th isn't going to be up here, right? No, so, like Mortal Kombat right now with all the games, you have to have Mortal Kombat yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, I, look, I understand it. I, I respect it. I, you know, there are once in a while that will still kind of put a few things out here and there just to, you know, do some things. But realistically, though, I would just love the opportunity to say, hey, we're doing officially licensed Friday 13 t-shirts, um, you know, and, and Nightmare on Elm Street t-shirts. And obviously, under the Warner Brothers thing, there's a lot of other uh, franchises. There's, oh, Exorcist, the there's, you know, yeah. Gremlins. You know, There's a lot of things yeah. that we can work yeah. And I hope it happens someday, but it's it's hard. Fingers it, crossed. I'm hoping for yeah, it. Yeah, and, 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 you know, companies change, whatever, so we'll keep trying. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all you really yeah, can I, I've do. Got... Because uh, what we were doing, we we weren't kind of we didn't use any images or anything like that. But we we were kind of doing this, the uh, pun pun names. So we had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We had uh, the Exorcist. Uh, silly little <laughs> silly things like that. Source, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, and, and it was the we used the the Nightmare on Elm Street. It was uh, the Naga Chili. So we had the Naga Met on Elm Street. Um, and we didn't use any images. They were just plays on words. We didn't even use any fonts from the, the movie titles or anything. Mm. Um, and um, we somehow came up on the radar. I was just sitting there watching something on telly one day and a, an email pinged through. Uh, I thought it was just spam. And then I checked it and I was like, oh, shit, that's not spam. <laughs> and it was <laughs> it was them basically just saying, you know, just basically, yeah, cease and desist. And it was, was, my, that... was my first experience of anything like that before. And I did, I played ball, man. I, like, I totally, like, you know, I, was, I wasn't trying to rip anything. It was just, uh, a not, you know, like, they were puns. And my, my argument initially was, like, it's just a play on words. But then they kind of sent me, um, you know, something through that said, you, they don't even allow a likeness of, you know, so unless you have a license and blah, blah, blah. I looked into licensing and I was like, yeah, no. I can't afford that. No. <laughs> and that was from Warner Brothers UK? Or was that from? No, 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 no. in the US. In the US, it, it was a, it was an intern that was writing to me, but there was two other people copied in. I'm guessing were overseeing it. Um, they went to my Instagram page. They had a whole load of pictures pulled down off my page, um, even uh, of cosplayers. Because when we do we do comic cons and events, mm -hmm. and we they'll like for example, you'll have a cosplayer uh, dressed as Jason Voorhees who kind of walk past the store and will say, "Oh, can we take a photo of you holding some sauce?" Just any yeah. anything, like holding anything, you know, not a Friday the Thirteenth or just anything, but just because it kind of goes with the horror vibe, you know, it looks oh, cool yeah. and the cos cosplayers, some of them look fantastic. Mm -hmm. So then, what you know, I got an email through saying take these photos off of the these, and then they showed me all the photos. I was like, they're cosplayers, they own them costumes, they bought them costumes from you. Like, I'm not saying that I sell <laughs> a Friday yeah, the yeah. costume. It's just a cosplayer, right. but they 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 were just harsh, man. They were just like, wow. get rid of it. They were they really really quite savage, and then a lot when I was kind of just you know a lot of it I was just kind of not ignoring because you know there's no way in a million years I'm going to win in court against a company yeah, like yeah. Warner Brothers, man. It squashed me like a bug. But um, yeah, they just started taking all the pictures off my Instagram and stuff, and I was just like, do you know what? We rebranded everything. We don't name anything after films anymore. It's all our own IP. And honestly, Dean, um, I love the way your brand looks now with it being your own thing and. All the awesome characters that you works, have, man. you know. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know what? It it's 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 the better way to go. I think. I mean, I those names were great, and and honestly, it seems a little weird that they were targeting you so heavily. That seems crazy like, oh, you're making a lot of money from these sauces, so we're gonna take yeah, you down. especially because you weren't using the fonts and all that stuff. To me, that's just a little much. Like, it's so similar to you. I mean, I've had my share of cease and desist in the past, but I got one. My first one ever was from New Line Studios before they were bought out by Warner Brothers. Or, oh, wow. You know, and that was so funny enough. Kind of long story short, I had that. What would Jason do design? And the 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 hockey mask looked like a part six hockey mask. I mean, it was identical to a part six hockey mask, just in white, you know, all white on black. And they came after me in late 2005. Now, at the time, I had sold at the i had sold one of my shirts into to hot topic it was a nosferatu because okay. it was obviously public domain but they were interested in the, what would jason do design i'm like i can't sell that because that's probably a little too much you mm -hmm. know and so i get the cease and desist they're like hey we own the copyrights to jason Voorhees' character to the shape of the mask the eye holes the triangles the all this stuff <laughs> wow so i'm like i i took it all out and i reshaped the mask and then you know 
you know how around Halloween you go into these like uh uh like drugstores and they have like the cheap yeah, hot, yeah. Hot but they look so bad. Basically, that's what mine ended up looking like. And I actually put it on Justin's forum. I mean, this was a couple of years into the business. Um, and people were like, dude, that's that's pretty bad. Like, I wouldn't buy that. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, I'm like, well, I know, but I removed all the stuff. Yeah. So I wrote Twitter back and I was like, look, I removed all your trademarks from this. I'm going to sell this. Basically told them I'm going to sell it unless you tell me I can't. But I'm pretty sure that you can't get me for anything here. Yeah. And they said, well, yeah, just don't, you know, call it Friday 13th. And I never called it Friday 13th. No, you just had Jason. Literally the next Saturday day. 14. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I sold 8,000 of them into Hot Topic right after that. Like wow, they that's, bought that's awesome. And then Judah Friedlander wore it on 30 Rock. Like I met him and he wanted to wear it on the show. So he ended up wearing it. Like it had this other life after that, which was pretty wild. But um, yeah, I know I know how, how it goes when you get those letters. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> scary when you get the first one it's scary i was like what oh, is this 100%. what is this oh, yeah. warner brothers too. <laughs> well oh yeah but i've spoken to a whole bunch of artists since um i know the guys at hell on shirts i think they had some big troubles with uh some wrestling t-shirts i think the wrestling oh. guys go go oh, in wow. pretty hard but they yeah. they had all their they had the uh people turning up at their front door taking their laptops taking their phones taking loads of stuff away from them and it wow. destroyed it destroyed the business, but then they basically, I think they just, they, once they got all their possessions back, they just picked themselves back up again. And now they're, they're going really strong now. No, I but like yeah, what they're that, doing a lot. I mean, I've talked to them and they, they've been gracious and they sent me some shirts one time. It was really nice. And oh, they're really you know, good guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I love the fact that there's a company in the UK doing it because we get a lot of people saying like, you know, why yeah. don't you have a store in the UK? We can't licensing. Yeah, it'd like, yeah. be even all more of a mess than it is right now. Yeah, yeah, almost all of our agreements are are be, like we can sell worldwide through our website, but we yeah. can't distribute worldwide. As in having a, a store in the UK sell our stuff. And well, first of all, I will say it would be a major headache for us, regardless, even if we could yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly. But yeah. at the same time, like a lot of like even if we decided, yep, we're going all in and we're going to open a store in the UK. It would be less than half of what we sell currently, and yeah, it wouldn't be worth it. worth it. No, and so it sucks because you guys over there are paying crazy, crazy shipping costs to get your stuff. Um, we don't have any choice. And when I saw Helen Shirts, I was like, finally, a company over there getting into it and doing licensing and doing it the right way. And like, yeah, that's bad. Like, I I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do some great stuff. We've actually, we have done a, they're the only t-shirt company we've done a hot sauce collab with. We've done a devil's barbecue. Yeah, the design on <laughs> and it's, and it's actually yeah. one of our best sellers as well. So, but yeah. No, we, that's we great. Definitely that's great. <laughs> but yeah, that, I'd love to see you guys do a, 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 a I, I don't remember ever seeing some really amazing Nightmare on Elm Street design t-shirts. You know, like there's, you get the odd one here and there and you get all the knockoffs, yeah. but like a really good there was there was one company that did one. Um, uh, they're called Last Shirt on the Left. I don't know if you heard those guys. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they're really nice as well. Those guys feel like I'm, they're, they're in the UK as well, right? Yeah, and they've yeah, they got I some like cool them. stuff. Yeah. yeah, they got some cool stuff like Necromantic, you know, which is a really kind of left field movie as well. Oh, um, yeah. They've got uh, they've got a, a really. I've got actually got a shirt of theirs that says "Welcome to Primetime, Bitch," done by a friend of mine, Gareth. Who basically, the, oh, I think the you showed me that one, dude. That one's really sick. Slamming the head through the TV, yeah, but. Other than that, I don't really often see really cool fucking Nightmare on Elm Street t-shirts, you know. I don't. I haven't anyway. But Because a lot of, I mean, unless you're, unless people are doing it just on a limited basis, you're not going to see him out there on the regular because it's, yeah, no one's got the rights to it. And yeah. again, except for a couple, like, companies that are doing it mass market and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, we'd love to see a Fright Rags want to be amazing. Oh, yeah. um, I'm too, too. I don't know if you have any other questions you want to before I get Yeah, man, I've got a couple, but obviously I don't want to keep you for too long, Ben. Um, so just, I guess, a couple of my last questions was, since you built a company from the ground up, uh, what advice would you have for other entrepreneurs looking to kind of jumpstart their businesses? Good question. I mean, you know, I always say, like, you just got to start. Like, a lot of people, because I get this question once in a while, and I think sometimes people get caught up in the minutia when they're starting a company. And look, there's a lot of things that you have to 
turn your attention to, should I trademark this? Should I get this type of, you know, license? Should I do this? Should I do that? And like, I kind of look at that and go, none of that matters unless you're selling something. Like mm-hmm. If you haven't sold a product, then what does it matter if you've trademarked your name in a way? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm just using that as an example, but like, you don't have a business. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you this, a real quick story. Like this hot topic thing, when I first started working with them and they sold my Nosferatu shirt, um, that was a whole other thing. But I, I mean, I... I mean, I went into debt because I had a, you know, the way stores like that work is like you have to produce and ship all these things. First of all, you have to do it all yourself. So all the size tags, all the folding, everything you have to do yourself, get it to them. And then they have 90 days to pay you. So you're out that money, like almost four months at this point, because it's three months from the day they get it to when they pay you, but you have a month to get it done. So you're out all that money. Now, Nowadays, it's a different story for us and obviously and, and obviously bigger companies, whatever. But at the time, I was working by myself out of my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I went into a lot of stuff. So my point is, this time comes, I get this check and I needed to get a deposit so I could pay off my credit card and all this stuff. And it was like 12,000 bucks, which at the time I was like, oh, my God, I've never. Yeah. Whoa, this is crazy. But again, most of it was just going to go pay off my credit card and all this other stuff. So I run down to the bank and I had had this at uh, the bank where I do my personal banking. I had a, a separate account I started and I just nicknamed it Fright Rags. And that's where I deposited my Fright Rags money and worked out of. So I hand this check over to the teller and it said Fright Rags. And she's like, well, I don't have an account with this name. I said, oh, it's this account number. I just it's I put the Fright Rags name on. She goes, no, there's no legal business name attached to this account. You can't legally cash this check. And I'm like, what? what? do and she's like well you need a dba on this account i'm like what is a dba she goes it's called a doing business as name you get that at the county clerk i'm like what's the county clerk where is that it's down here so i literally drove downtown to the county clerk's office got in line signed up for this dba for 30 bucks and came back like i knew nothing about this was like two years into the business so my my point of all this is i have you know the biggest reason I got to where I am now is because I failed millions of times. Like I continue to fail every day at something because, but I'm trying to learn from that failure. Yeah. So it's starting first of all, and then just analyzing and reiterating and it's a cycle and it never ends. And if you love what you do, you don't want it to end. I mean, yeah, these days we're bigger. You know, we're a team of eight full-time employees. We have, a, you know, that's a lot of people that depend on me. You know, we have overhead. We have, you know, rent. We have to pay to our landlord for our office and warehouse. We have licenses we have to keep up with. There's a lot of stuff that we are handling. And, you know, we do that because we love it. Yes, we have to have a business. We have to make a profit. But I don't know, man. If you don't love what you, I never think of the money first. It's always what do we want to do first? You know, there's yeah. that love, that's that passion, and yeah, you have to make it work out money wise. But I don't know. I know I don't go off on a tangent here, but you you really have to love what you're doing. Yeah, and it will come, but you have to also be smart enough to kind of analyze it and be objective and be like, okay, that didn't work. What can we change? Or shoot, I screwed that up completely. How can I change it? You know, like, I think like, like you Dean, like having to change all your IP and to to your own IP. I mean, that was a move that you Mm. had to make, but that's probably going to be the best thing for you moving forward, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially moving into wholesale and stuff like that. You know, when the first thing I would normally ask is like, do you have a license for this? um, we was looking at Forbidden Planet. I don't know if you know the Forbidden Planet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and they were they were interested. But unfortunately, not anymore, because now they've got a policy where they don't sell things in glass bottles. Mm. Oh, they, when they just Tentical decided plastic. that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's the first thing they asked me when they were initially interested was, do you have a license? And I was like, what's a license? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what yeah. that was. Where, where do I get one from? And it was just like trying to find even where to start with that it was like a minefield yeah. so when i just thought i'm just going to fly under the radar um and then as the kind of company grew and grew and we did more events and then we obviously kind of came under warner brothers radar 
which I kind of wore like a badge of honor, I think, in a way, because I was like, oh, you know, at least it's getting some recognition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then, you know, changing all the stuff to my own IP is actually, the sky's the limit when it's your own thing, isn't it? You know, it's just, you can be as creative as you want to be. Man, I'm a guitar player as well. I want to turn the characters I've got into a fucking band. Like, I want to be there. Oh, yeah. The, my, my, my kind of um, mission, um, mission statement or not, well, no, my uh, briefing with Jason, the artist who designed the characters, because I kind of said, you know, I want I want um, the Dean of the Dead character to kind of um, no, was it one of them looks like Dave Vanian from the Damned? One of them looks like a Frankenstein Lemmy. They're basically like the band. I don't know if you know the band Gorillas. I don't know if you know. Them. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the horror version oh. of Gorillas, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's so you know the sky's the limit with that. But I'm just you know bit by bit by bit by bit. I'm just kind of building the, the company and building a brand. And um, but yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. If you keep enjoy doing that, things will grow. Every single day, man. Every single day I wake up and I'm like, what can I do for it today? Yeah. What can I do? Oh, yeah, for man. the minute I wake up to the point where my girlfriend's just like, talk about something else other than, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I love it. You know, and I do uh, love it. It's, it's uh, true what you say. You love it. Then, you you know, it's not a job. It's just a. Uh, 100%. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, I, I, I've never worked harder at something in my life, but at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like in a weird way, it doesn't feel like a job. Like it's, mm. you know, I've had a lot of jobs in my life, you know, and in, in doing a lot of things that I didn't necessarily want to do. You just clock in, clock yeah. out. Yep. And oh, you yeah. don't, you know, with a job like this, you know, yeah, it's stressful because there are no weekends or days off in a way, even though you can take your weekends. And I do try to carve out time. But at the same time, like I don't necessarily, I don't dread Mondays and I don't necessarily look forward to Fridays, you know, like I do like in, in some ways, oh, it's Friday night or, you know, it's a weekend, but not in the same way I did when you're looking at that clock and you're like 5 p.m. I'm out of here for two days. You know what I mean? Or yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. Sunday night, you start getting that dread that you got to go to work the next day. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah, at the same time, yeah, it can take over your life. And that is, you know, I've got a family and everything and it's hard. I mean, there are times where it's just like working, 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 but yeah. It's that drive. And I think exactly. the other thing, like staying curious and always learning, those are the two best things you can do. If you're constantly curious and you're constantly looking around and trying to wonder, what can I do now? What can I change? What can I make better? Yep. And then just always be learning. Like, I love learning new stuff. I love talking to people that know more about stuff than I do. So I can just glean any information off them and then oh, yeah. utilize it in my own way. Like, it's like you're a sponge. And uh, I, always you know i like being like i've always been the youngest i'm the youngest in my family and i just always i feel the youngest around a lot of people all the time even if i'm not so i always go in with the assumption that i don't know as much as the person in the room so and it's funny because sometimes that person will ask me a question about something i'm like you don't know that like it's not common knowledge like in my head i'm like <laughs> and i'm teaching them and then i'm happy to do that too i'm happy and then i realize oh maybe i have learned a few things over 20 years that i can help people out with you know yeah 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 exactly sure um well i guess we'll, we can cut you off the hook uh right now ben i have uh, one more question actually two more um they're, they're pretty short because i don't want to keep you all day. i've got a really silly question as well go ahead, Dean. Yeah. Go ahead dean go, go ahead it. i was just i've got sorry just a really no go on you go first Dustin. because no I no dean like go ahead go ahead you're you're, you're on, I think. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, it's a really silly question but have you ever thought about taking it in this, like Spirit Halloween, and made their own movie? Have you ever thought about it in like a Fright Rags movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, in a way. And we actually, we've done a bunch of short films on our, well, uh, I think oh, yeah. three. It's on our YouTube channel. You can check it out. We've done these oh, shorts. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Um, they're only like three or four minutes each. It's not like it's a long time. But like, and, and they're based, you, I, I won't say too much, but they're based on things that we've done in in. in other movies so it, it, i don't know check it out if you like it oh but yeah it, definitely definitely something i would uh, i mean look i always wanted to be a filmmaker when i was growing up I always wanted to be an illustrator i always wanted to be a lot of things so now this business has allowed me to dabble in those things even if it's like like i don't do the design anymore we work with way better designers than i ever was so you know that's amazing but like even in filmmaking I would love to try something like that someday. I don't know how or when or anything like that, but believe me, I would love to try that someday. I'll I'll be there for it. Opening cool. night. Oh yeah, awesome, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, awesome. Yeah, we need, we need that too. We're to, to check happen. out those shorts when we're done. Yes, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. also link that and all the other fright rags oh, cool. stuff below, so awesome. everybody can check that out. 
Um, so I wanted to ask you, is there any collections that are coming out this year that you can talk about? Let's see. Um, I mean, we just announced one just this afternoon that we I don't think we've announced before, which is Frankenhooker that's coming out next month, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think other ones we've got. Oh, one that I don't think we've talked about much at all that's coming up, I think, next month is okay. True Romance. Um, that's the, I think it's the 20, is, is it the 30th anniversary of True Romance? I think it is. Oh, wow. We're doing shirts for that. That's going to be fun. And that's, you know, it's funny, like we do kind of do offshoots from here, you know, yeah. from strict horror. It is fun to dabble in other titles that seem adjacent. You know, like I obviously I love horror, but I'm also fans of a lot of things. So yeah. like we've done E.T. And, and other movies where they might not be horror, but, you know, we grew up watching them. So True Romance is going to be a fun one to work on. That's a great um, And then I, I'm trying to remember we act funny. We were just going over the release schedule this year uh for today for the rest of the year um we do we are working on a 20th anniversary of the texas chainsaw massacre remake oh wow that's gonna be sick yeah so that is one we don't have anything we haven't even announced that one yet it's just one that we're working on oh i'm hyped working on soon we're hoping in the next it'll be in this sometime this summer i don't know exactly when um but yeah, that's going to be fun. I mean, look, we've done a lot of the original, which I love. Obviously, we've done some things for part two where we can. The rights for that one are weird. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, the the remake was a fun movie. It was good. And I think it's been underserved in terms of merchandise. And uh, I mean, I know there's been some figures and, and other things. But I mean, it's not one that you see a lot. Yeah. And it's an anniversary. So, we're, you know, want to do something for it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, one silly question also here that I wanted to ask is, are you hiring? And if you are, can people apply? <laughs> Unfortunately, not right now. It's funny. We, you know, like I said, we're eight people and, and you know, obviously our designers and, and, and things are, they're all freelance. I mean, we have a couple of designers that are, are exclusive to us, but um, currently we're not hiring, but uh, it's funny. It, I, I always, I always appreciate question like that because we have people kind of comment on like instagram or dm us like are you hiring and it's 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 humbling to me to have someone even ask if they could work with us you know what i mean like that's awesome yeah um and yeah so unfortunately right now we're not but uh you know who knows maybe we'll we'll get to that point you know that's awesome well anybody who else who's out there looking to work for fight rags just your eyes and ears open Right. <laughs> ben, this was great. And, and listening to your stories, it was yeah. super fun. And, you know, learning about everything and where you are now and how you're still learning everything. I think that speaks a lot to a lot of people out there, not just with like doing stuff with clothes, but, you know, doing a podcast like here, we're learning all the time. And, you know, people out there doing films and whatnot. And Dean over there, he's learning every day, maybe yeah. multiple times a day <laughs> on uh, what to do. And so it's, it's really humbling to hear this coming from somebody who owns, like I said, I think one of the, the biggest like horror merch sites out there. Um, Cause talked about everywhere and you got like your terror tweets. Yeah, that's super fun. Um, mm-hmm. Great customer service. Like I keep bringing up cause it's so true and I love your designs and everything. And it's, it was an honor to have you on, you know, another member of Fright Rags that I can call a friend um, from the show. So thank you so much for being here, Ben, seriously. Yeah, thank you guys. No, it was fun hanging out with you guys. And uh, yeah, keep up the great work with the podcast. And yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, Dean, you're all set with your, your questions? Yeah, all well done, man. Yeah, just, yeah, again, thanks, Ben. It's an inspiring chat. It's always great to hear other people's journeys and stories and, you know, where they've come from and where they're, see where they're at now. I find that really inspiring. So yeah, man, keep up the great work and yeah. Hopefully, yeah, you get too. To... Keep up the hot sauce, man. Like, yeah, I... hopefully, I'll try and stay in touch somehow and um, try yeah, and get, sure. get get you guys sorted out with a hot sauce. That'd be cool. Cool. That would be sick. That would be sick. Awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and watching. Catch you on the next one.